Rex Hoggard of the Golf Channel, who is at Carnoustie. I'm hoping, Rex, first off, thanks for joining us on uh, Toronto Today. Appreciate your time. No, glad to join you. Uh, did you see Brandon Stone on 18? That's when I turned on the TV this morning. It had a John Vanderbilt feel to it, didn't it? Wrapping it around. I bet you somewhere John is thinking to himself, how come I couldn't have gotten that down? So let's set the scene for folks who didn't see it. His first drive goes into the long grass. His second drive, he, he or his second shot, he unleashes it, and he was instantly disappointed. Pick up what happened from there. Where the ball well, goes. I mean, you, oh, it goes wildly left. And it's it, out of bounds, sneaks up real quick on players. You don't realize, but... If you get a good look at the 18th green this week, there's kind of like a fence, almost like a cow fence you yeah. see in a pasture. And that fence is actually out of bounds. And it's not, I mean, it's very much in play. If you get a little, you know, get a little hot with your approach shot, you can usually run through the green and it will run out of bounds. You guys are very cognizant this week. This must have been 30 yards left of that fence that I'm talking about. And it, it careens off the grandstands and bounces back into play. You know, he's able to play it from there without taking the penalty. It was it was a very, very lucky bounce. Again, John Vanderbilt back in 1999 would have killed for that kind of break. Oh, my goodness. And and to hear the commentators as he tapped in, they go, this could have been a seven. It turns out to be, a, what was it, a four? And he's, he, you know, he's within two shots of the lead. That, that could have been the end of his tournament, but it double ricochets off the bleachers, and he's all good. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny, as we were sitting here talking, I just, I'm watching Thorborn and Olison on the 18th, and he actually just kind of ran it almost over the green. So you get in, out of bounds. So you get an idea how close that comes into play, and yet somehow he gets that lucky break. Uh, Jordan Spieth is one we should talk about. His putt on eight, uh, his first, well, his approach putt, for lack of a better word, on eight is the one making the rounds on Twitter. For a guy who's had trouble with his putting, the fact that he was willing to risk, I don't know, that ball could look like it could plop into the bunker if he hits it you know, two inches to the left. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I, I think over here, he understands these greens. And specifically lag putting. It's interesting, you know, you know, we talk about Augusta being a putting contest. And I would call this a lag putting contest because you're going to have a lot of 40, 50, 60 footers. That's as good as you can do sometimes, depending on your lie and the wind and the conditions. And no one does it better than Jordan. And I think that's a very good indication. I mean, look, he, he didn't count for it to be that good, but it was still, you know, it, it's still right in his wheelhouse. It's always funny when the on-course commentator says, there's no chance he's going to get this close. And then he sticks it close anyway because you just you, you never know with these guys sometimes. They're just so much better than some of us even expect. Well, you know it's live TV. When they yeah. said there's no way he can get it close, and they yeah. get it close. So you know it wasn't taped. So they didn't have that advantage. I didn't say that. No, that, that never happened. That's big. What do you make of the way he ended his round? Uh, wh- what did you see as he doubles, goes double, bogey, par, bogey to finish his round? Yeah, I mean, these last couple of holes at Carnoustie, they're famous for ruining scorecards. I mean, it's what good rounds go to die, right? I mean, we've seen it plenty of times. I just mentioned Vanderbilt, and there's been countless others. I don't think it was that this time around, to be quite frank with you. I mean, he talked about it. Uh, 15, where things started going sideways, where he made the double. He said he hit the wrong club off the tee. It was a four iron. He said he hit the wrong club into the green. It was a six iron. He had to miss long on the green and not bring that bunker where he ended up in the play. And not only did he end up in the bunker, it was plugged. And so he really didn't have many options from there. And it, that's kind of the beauty of Link's golf. Bunkers for, you know, a change are an actual hazard where guys have to work hard to make anything out of there. It's a one-stroke penalty for sure if you go in. And, and he paid the price on that one. And I just think he was disappointed with He kind of prides himself 
on his ability to think his way around the golf course, know where the proper miss is, and to execute the shots. And he didn't do any of that coming down the stretch. Yeah. And so he falls a few, he falls, what, four shots back at, with those final four holes. And it started well. Hopefully he can pick up in, in the last uh, three rounds. Rex Hoggard, the GolfChannel.com senior writer, with us. Also, the moment I tuned in was, uh, I think, an example of Lynx Golf is as they put up a graphic that Dustin Johnson had outdriven Charlie Hoffman by 99 yards on one hole. And you go, oh, my goodness. It's, it, it is playing as hard and fast as we expected. Oh, absolutely. And 99 yards is actually tame when you consider that some guys are going to hit irons off of certain tees, and Dustin's not going to do that. I mean, he made it clear his game plan earlier in the week. And, and look, I, there's two schools of thought. You can play back, you can play safe, you can play conservative, conservative with irons, or you can be aggressive if you're one of the bombers because you take a lot of the trouble out of play. I mean, a lot of these bunkers that we just talked about are at the 285, 290 mark. And for Dustin in these conditions, it's relatively calm that's an easy carry for him. And it just makes sense with the way the rough is this week. It's been one of the driest uh, summers in UK history. There's not much rough. It's wispy. You can play out of it. And you're seeing him and Brooks Kepka and Roy McIlroy, the Bombers, take advantage of that. As you as you see it up close, as you watch it, you, the fairways are, are brown. The greens are, are nice and green. Does does the brown bother you? Are you a traditionalist and it has to be green? Or is this is it, does this work for you? I'm going to bore you with a family conversation now. My son, they worked for the summer on the superintendent crew at my golf course. And uh, he had me go out to the 18th fairway and FaceTime with him and his boss, the super at my club. And because I sent him a picture, and then the super was like, oh, it's dead, it looks terrible. And I'm trying to explain to him that, no, this is what golf is supposed to look like. I know that we have changed it in the United States. I know that things are different. But uh, this is very much perfect conditions for this championship. And you really have to applaud the RNA. They did not try to manufacture some sort of green, lush golf course. They could with tons and tons of water. But essentially every year we show up here and we get what Mother Nature gives us. And in this particular case, it's a very hard, dry, fast golf course. And it may not look great on TV, but it's fun to play on. I I imagine as we talk about drives that could be 400-plus yards, I imagine it's it's fun to watch too, right? Like there's there's something about the British Open that makes me think uh, on those days where it's cold and windy and rainy, I think, man, there must be – these guys must want to be anywhere but right here right now. But this, this might be the most fun major there is. I think so because it's different. I don't think anybody would want a steady diet of this. I, I got to talking to a player today who has essentially played Lynx golf the last three weeks. The Irish Open was at a link, true Lynx course last week at the Scottish Open down in Gullen, down on the coast. And this week, of course, it, it's tough. After three straight weeks, you kind of get beat up and battered. But, yeah, for one week out of the year, it's so much fun to watch. And we're talking about different things. I mean, we never talk about runout. We never talk about ending distance. And that's an issue here because you're talking about drivers going 400-plus yards. Guys are hitting, you know, seven irons. 250, 260 yards, you don't know where it's going to stop, and suddenly you start having to worry about how far am I going to hit this because then other things come into play. It's a fascinating part of the game. Well, and when I tuned in this morning and I saw that, that DJ had nuked it 99 yards past Hoffman, they finally got up to DJ's ball, and he was in a spot where, though he was right next to the green, there was no chance he was getting it close to the pin because he just hit it too far and it was in a bad spot, and guys who were further back had a better shot, and you go, Okay, well, it doesn't always it doesn't always work in your favor. I think I think it's a fascinating debate these guys must have within themselves. 
Absolutely. And again, you're, you're talking about, I think six is the perfect example. I mean, not to get too golf geeky, but you have some oh, bunkers, bring it on. Uh, two pop, two golf, uh, two pod bunkers that are about 275 off the tee. That's an easy carry for the vast majority of the field. So you're going to hit over those, right? Well, you have another pair of bunkers that are 25 yards further than that. Well, now all of a sudden you have to figure out what club can I weave in between or around these two bunkers? Because it's a really tough choice. And if you don't carry it, 310, 320 even, like a Dustin Johnson. I mean, there's some tough decisions to make, and it, it is fascinating yeah. to watch how each player is doing this differently. I mean, Tiger and Jordan both said that they were going to hit a lot of irons off the tee. As I just said, Brooks and Dustin and Rory and the rest of them were going to hit driver. We'll see how it plays out. It, it's worth pointing out that the guy in the lead right now is very much one of the mid-length hitters. He is not a bomber, Kevin Kisner. Okay. So right now, I'm not sure if the, the bombing philosophy is playing out the way a lot of people thought. Well, we shall be watching Rex Hoggard, a senior writer for GolfChannel.com. Thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your time in Scotland. Appreciate it. All right, Rex Hoggard joining us on Toronto Today.